the school is out. Which means it's time for Hi Kids. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hi Kids show. My name is Renelle Silverstone and I'm your host for today. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids and thank you for tuning in to 101.9 Hi FM and listening to the Hi Kids show today. Today on the Hi Kids show I'll be speaking to Rabbi Katz. He is going to be telling us a little bit more about Hanukkah. Kids, don't go away. Even if you think you know about Hanukkah, there's a lot more to it. So we have an interesting show for you. Also, we have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth and a high kid riddle to challenge your brain. You can win two tickets to see Gogas live at the Children's National Theatre. Wow. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest or if you want to say hi to your friends and family. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged at what? At one rand fifty cents, you can send me a WhatsApp to on zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine. And please don't forget to sign your name. You can also call us on zero one zero one four zero three zero two. But before that, here's the children's Hanukkah song by Eric Liliyev. You're listening to Hi Kids on one zero one point nine High FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Renelle Silverstone. I'm your host for today. Before I chat to Rabbi Katz, I want to introduce the tongue twister for today. It is the prince and the princess play ping pong. I repeat, the prince and the princess play ping pong. A bit later, I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in ten seconds. I also have a Hi Kid riddle to challenge your brain. Here it is. A piece of paper that determines the academic fate of kids everywhere. What is it? I repeat, a piece of paper that determines the academic fate of kids everywhere. What is it? And you can send your answers to three four five one nine or WhatsApp to oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine. And you can win two tickets to see Chochas live at the Children's National Theatre. I have Rabbi Katz in studio with me, so send your questions to three four five one nine or WhatsApp to oh six one eight nine five one zero one nine. Good afternoon, Rabbi. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm very well, thank you. And what an honor it is to be on your show. And what to an be honor with it you. is for you to be here. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> we really appreciate that you were able to come. Wonderful. An honor to be here, and I hope that I can share. Some nice thoughts with um, all the kids out there, as well as some special activities that we've got coming up. Well, I can't wait to hear it. What is Hanukkah? What is Hanukkah? You know, the interesting thing is that that is exactly the way that the Talmud asks about Hanukkah. It says, my Hanukkah. What is Hanukkah? Hanukkah is a celebration. It's a celebration of great miracles. If we go back a couple of thousand years, more than 2,000 years ago, there were a group of people called the Assyrian Greeks. Now, often people mix this up and they think it was the Greeks. It's not the Greeks. There was a place called Assyria, probably in the region, in the area where Syria is, north of Israel. And at every 
time in the past, there was a nation that wanted to dominate the whole world. They wanted to be the superpowers. They wanted to be in charge of the world. And at that time was the Assyrian Greeks. It was the time of our second temple. And they came and they wanted to bring a whole new way of thinking to the whole world. Besides their domination and their power, they wanted everybody to think like they did. They called themselves Hellenists. You've heard about Hellenists, Hellenic, the idea of Greek thinking and Greek philosophy. What they really wanted to say was that there's actually nothing like a soul. It's all about body. It's all about physical. They wanted to um, lord and praise and make great all things physical, all things material. So they came to Israel. And when they came to dominate Israel, they went to the temple and they said, hey, you can't have a temple that's got all sorts of spiritual ideas to it. You must be like we are. And we're going to prove to you that everything can be done in a physical way. And all the stuff that you have about spirituality, about the neshama, about the soul, that's not in Hellenistic philosophy. That's not our policies. And they tried to wipe out and tried to destroy our spiritual lives. And one of the things that they did was they took all the oil that was in the Beit HaMikdash, that was in the temple, that had been sealed with the seal of the Kohen Gadol, of the high priest, to say that it was made specially for use in the menorah in the temple. And they broke all those seals. So they didn't destroy. They didn't burn it all. They just broke it. And they said, you'll see that the oil will burn in exactly the same way on the menorah. There's no difference between your oil and our oil. There's no difference between spiritually good oil and regular oil. It'll all burn the same way. And the miracle of Hanukkah was that not only was there a group of people who fought against them and managed to drive them out of Israel, and we call them the Maccabees, which I know we're going to talk about a little bit later on. Good. But there was also this great and incredible miracle of the fact that they found one container of oil that still had the seal of the Kohen Gadol, of the high priest. It still had it. They hadn't broken that one. And they put that into a newly made menorah because the Assyrian Greeks stole the golden menorah that stood there and this newly made menorah, a candelabra with the right number of, of lights on it. They lit it and it burned for eight days. And the reason wow. it burned for eight days instead of for one was because the Jews had to spend a week making new oil. And the menorah lights waited for them to make the new oil wow. as a sign from Shamayim, as a sign from, from Hashem, that this special oil Hashem really wanted and he made sure that we could remanufacture it. Wow. That's when you know that it's all Hashem. That's right. That's when you know that it's all Hashem. And yeah. everything is Hashem. It's and so, true. And very, very beautifully said, uh, Renel, and I, I appreciate the comment. Wonderful. It is all Hashem. We're all part of Hashem. Yeah. And that maybe is really what Hanukkah is all about. Yeah, I've seen a saying that it says, um, um, like when you go to work, you must always try your best. But don't, don't ever forget that it's not you who's earning it. Well, it is, but it's Hashem who's actually making you earn it. But you must always put as much as effort as possible because if not, I don't think Hashem would like. Absolutely. So what we see with Hanukkah as we see with work, as we see with your example, beautiful example, is everything that we do, we become partners with Hashem. 
the idea of partnering with yeah. him. Hashem gives us the opportunity. He gives us the bracha. He gives us the blessing. But we've got to put in effort. We can't just sit back and say, well, let Hashem do all the work. No, he wants us to partner with him. And so all the time we are forming that partnership. The Jewish people had to light the menorah. The Jewish people had to find the oil. The Jewish people had to chase away the people who wanted to try and change our, our Torah and take it away from us. And uh, Hashem delivered the rest. We're partners. We work together. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Great. Why do we celebrate Hanukkah? Well, this is the main reason that we celebrate Hanukkah is because of the uh, miracle of the oil. The other reason that we celebrate Hanukkah is the miracle of the few over the many. So we celebrate Hanukkah to remind us of all the things that you just mentioned, that Hashem is our partner, to remind us of the power that we have when we work together, to remind us that it's not about numbers. It's not about the fact that just because a hundred billion people say that something is right, Jews will say, no, if it's not something that God wants, that Hashem wants, or that Torah wants, no. It's not about the majority who's saying that this is right and therefore it becomes right. Sometimes the minority can be right. Mm. And we've got to remember that sometimes, for instance, I don't know, when you're at school and everybody says we should do um, something that maybe is not correct and not according to the school rules or not according to, uh, to, uh, to, to what you should be doing and you feel that it's wrong because you know that it's wrong and you say, I'm not going to do something that is wrong, um, you may be in the minority, but you probably are right. And um, because you're right, doesn't, just because you're in the minority, just because you're a few doesn't mean that you're wrong. And we've got to remember that when it comes to Hanukkah as well. The fact is there was the triumph of a few people who got together and they managed to fight off a whole huge rampant Syrian Greek army and wow. chase them away. And wow. that's it's another miracle Hashem. of Hanukkah. That all is Hashem. That is the miracle of Hanukkah. Yeah, like we were um, at my school we were learning about Nach. Um and I don't remember I can't really remember but um there were two uh, People fighting. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm thinking of it. No, I can't remember. <laughs> but I do know that um, people often someone, fight. someone yeah. prayed to Hashem that um, the fight won't go into Shabbos because on a Friday. And um, it stayed day until um, the fight was over. Yes. So that is a, a, an ancient biblical story and a beautiful thing where the sun stood still so that the war could be completed in, in daylight. Um, there are so many different examples of um, all of this, of this partnership. So now the real thing of the word Chanukah, Chanukah means Chanu Chafhei. It means they rested on the 25th. We are now in the month of Kislev, and on the 25th of Kislev, the war was won. They managed to light the menorah. It burned for eight days. And so we start celebrating Chanukah on the 25th day of Kislev. The 24th at night, because we know the Jewish dates start in the evening. And so on the 25th, Chanu Chafei. That is Chanukah. That's what it spells. Chanu Chafei. They rested on the 25th. And so we rest assured on the 25th that Hashem is with us, that we can bring more light into the world, that we can do all these wonderful things and celebrate this beautiful festival. Wow. Learn new things every day. <laughs> That's what this is about, isn't it? <laughs> Great. How many 
days do we celebrate Hanukkah for and why? We celebrate Hanukkah for eight days. And the reason we celebrate Hanukkah for eight days is exactly as we mentioned, the the um, oil burnt for eight days. So it's an eight-day festival. And each day we light a new candle on the menorah. The way that we light the candles, the way that we light the menorah is in, indicates also how we want to grow in holiness and how we want to um, make more light. Because on the first night of Hanukkah, we light one candle. On the second night, we light two. On the third night, three, and so on. So we keep on increasing in the light that we are creating in the world because all the time we want to make more light. We want to do more good things. We want to send out more good messages. And we celebrate for eight full days of uh, Hanukkah um, from this year. It's going to be from the 2nd of December until the night of the 9th, until the 10th of, of December. When my brother makes um, well, not when he makes it, but when it is his aliyah mm-hmm. because he's turning. Uh, he's turning 13 when he gets called up to the Torah. When? On the, at the end of on Hanukkah? The, no, he, um, he, yeah, the last night, I think. I think isn't, it's in the night. Isn't that beautiful? Wonderful. So we're talking about an aliyah. means he goes up to the Torah. We, this is all about going up. You know, they used to go up to light the menorah as well. The menorah was elevated. It was higher. Wow. And it's the Kohen used to go up. That was called an aliyah as well. So we all the time are trying to elevate. We're trying to go ever higher. And that's what we as the Jewish people try and do all the time, is to try and be a little bit better now than I was a few minutes ago, to Mm. be a little bit better today than I was yesterday. Yeah, definitely. Since there's eight days in Hanukkah, why do we light nine candles? Oh, beautiful. Okay, we also light a candle. We light one candle um, every night, which we call the shamus or the shamash. We call it, it is the helper candle, and we light that one to light all the others. Now, there are a couple of reasons for it. The main reason is to help us light the menorah. But a significant reason is that the candles on the Chanukiah, on the menorah itself, we are supposed to only look at and just gaze at their beauty and um, allow them to remind us of the great miracles. We're not supposed to use that light for anything else. Mm-hmm. So if you were to go over with your book and you wanted to go and read by that light, um, you're, not allowed. you're not allowed to. No, I did not so know that. that. So the wow. reason that we have an extra candle there is in case I use that light. In case I use the light of the menorah for something else, let me at least say then, you know what, the light actually came from that extra candle. So every night I'm lighting an extra candle just in case I use the light of the menorah for my own purposes. And we're not allowed to. We say clearly we've got to just look at the menorah, gaze at its beauty, and not use it for anything else. Wow. When do we celebrate Hanukkah. We celebrate Hanukkah on the 25th of um, Kislev. It goes all the way through until either the 2nd or the 3rd of Tevet. So it's going to come up. Um, today is the 14th. Today is the 14th of, um, um, of the month. So in exactly 11 days' time, we start celebrating Hanukkah oh, wow. from the 25th until the 2nd of Tevet, and it's for those full eight days. It will vary in the secular calendar. So sometimes, as you well know, it comes like right at the end of December. This year it's a lot earlier. 
this coming year, next year, because we are now in a Jewish leap year, it's going to be about three weeks later than it actually is on the secular calendar. So if you've got the second now till the 10th next year, it will be approximately something like um, the 23rd of December rather than uh, being as early as it is this year. I did not know that. Wow, we really do learn new things. Listen, we could uh, carry on teaching here all day. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Who were the Maccabees, as we mentioned earlier? Oh, Okay, beautiful. The Maccabees. The Maccabees were a group of um, Jewish men who were part of the um, Chashmonaim. They were part of the priestly families. So they were being ousted. They were being pushed aside by the Assyrian Greeks and by the Hellenists, and they decided to form an informal band of men. Remember, they weren't trained soldiers. They weren't uh, trained in warfare. But they said, you know, we've got to do something to fight off these um, Assyrian Greeks. And they formed together in a band of men who went out and started what is known as guerrilla warfare. Now, that's uh, guerrilla, not uh, like a guerrilla in the in the zoo, you understand. We're talking about guerrilla warfare mm-hmm. where they use yeah. tactics, where they um, cut off uh, roads, where they um, uh, hurled stones down mountainsides and all that sort of stuff in order to stop the onslaught of the Assyrian Greeks. They called themselves after the, so the main leader was a man called Yehuda, and they adopted the name Maccabee. It comes from Mi Kamocha Baelim Hashem, who is like you, God. Mikamocha, we say it in our prayers every day, and that's the name that they adopted. They called themselves Makabi. Mikamocha Baile Mashem. Wow. So, on that note that you really taught us a lot, we are going to take a quick song break and we are going to learn way more. Wonderful. Can't wait. Thank you. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back to the Hi Kids for Kids by Kids show. My name is Renal Sister and I'm 11 years old. Before we carry on with our interview about Hanukkah, I'm going to remind you what the tongue twister is. It is the prince and the princess play ping pong. And you can win tickets to see Hanukkah's live at the Children's National Theatre. We also have a Hi Kid riddle to challenge your brain. A piece of paper. That determines the academic fate of kids every year. What is it? And you can win two tickets to see Rojas live at the Children's National Theatre. So send your SMS to 34519 or what's up to 061-895-101. I have Rabbi Katz to learn about Hanukkah. Wow, it's so interesting. Hanukkah in studio with me. If you have any questions for him, you can send in an SMS to 34519 or what's up to 061-895-1019. You can call on 010-140-3020. Let's carry on with the questions. Is Hanukkah a mitzvah from the Torah or from the rabbis? It's impossible for, the, for Hanukkah to be a mitzvah from the Torah because it happened after the Torah. The only thing is that I'll tell you a very, very interesting point of the fact that there is a hint at Hanukkah in the Torah. So Hanukkah was made up because of the miracle, as we explained. It was after the Torah was written, and anything about the laws of Hanukkah is in what we call rabbinic law, rabbi's law. But I'll give you a challenge here. When God created the world, when Hashem created the world, 
first made? Light. You remember that? Yeah. First thing that Hashem made is or, light. Hanukkah is all about light. Isn't it fascinating if you go to the Hebrew text of the Torah and you count the words from the beginning of the Torah? Bereshit, bara, elokim, et, hashamayim, et, haaretz. We count all the words. The 25th word of the Torah is the word or, which means light. Oh, wow. When it says that Hashem said, Yehi or, let there be light, it's the 25th word. So there is a hint at light being number 25, 25th of Kislev. It all comes back to the first time that Hashem created light. And it says there that Hashem created that light, but he put it away for some time in the future. And there's some who suggest that he put it away for the miracle of Hanukkah. Wow. So is Hanukkah in the Torah? Your question back to you. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hint in the Torah. That's right. And the Torah provides us with uh, with a lot of things that are spelled out and a lot of things that are there in a the hint as well. Wow. Really things you know every day. You learn so many things and you don't e- and you don't even know that you don't know these things. So when we when when we stop learning, that's when we actually stop living because um, we're supposed to learn new things every day. And if we're not learning, we're not growing, we're not really functioning, we're not um, human. We've got to learn new things every day. Mm. And think, of, think about how quickly life changes, how quickly things change. Yeah, yeah. And we were joking in the break about the use of cell phones and technology <laughs> and so on and uh, kids being able to do all of that. We've all kind of learned on the job. That becomes part of our, of our system. We, we're learning new things every day. And mm. things change at a rapid pace. And when you're learning, you're living. I absolutely agree with you. What is happening for kids for Hanukkah? Well, let me tell you about a fantastic opportunity that we have made for this year. And it was especially thought about because Hanukkah, as we said, occurs still while kids are around um, in December. Hanukkah this year is early. And so we're running a grand, huge Hanukkah-making competition. Now, kids can make their own menorah, and they can make it out of anything, anything that you think is suitable to make a menorah out of. So you may be thinking cans, empty Coke cans. You may be thinking bottle tops. You may be thinking um, something that we're not even thinking about, all sorts of um, wonderful things. Make something out of wood. Make it out of plastic. Do it out of uh, things that you find. Do it out of things that you can see. And manufacture, make your own menorah. So the only thing that it's got to have is it's got to have eight places for eight candles. And it's got to have a place for the shamus. So it must have that kind of format. It's preferable that all the candles are on the same level. That it's not that one is high and one is low. Because that is one of the rules of a menorah. But to make your own, manufacture, make, invent your own artistic, beautiful menorah. And it's for kids. It's for anybody under the age of um, bar mitzvah, under the age of 13, for uh, children in nursery school or primary school. There are various different age categories. And we want kids to make their own menorah and to bring it along to a grand prize giving where we're going to choose the best menorahs in each age category. And there is a beautiful array of prizes that is sponsored kindly by 
Hamleys, which has all sorts oh, of Hamleys. wonderful things. <laughs> I know. Everybody does. Isn't it wonderful? And they've given us a huge, huge sponsorship for prizes for kids for um, the best menorahs in their categories. Where wow. you've got to bring it to is to the Santon City menorah lighting that is taking place on the first night of Hanukkah. Now, that's Sunday night, the 2nd of December. Outside the main entrance to Santon City on Ravonia Road, there's going to be a huge, the biggest menorah in, um, I stand corrected, but I think we're making it the biggest in the Southern Hemisphere, the biggest menorah, certainly in Africa, that is going to be standing outside Santon City for the duration of Hanukkah. It's going to be lit on that night, but before that, there is going to be the grand prize giving and draw in other words, selection of the best menorahs in the categories that is going to be announced there, and kids are going to walk away with fantastic prizes. So bring your menorahs there. They're going to be put in their various different categories. They are going to be then judged by a panel of expert judges, and the winners are going to be announced there and then. You have to be there to win. Your menorah has to be there to win. So kids, get cracking. If you haven't yet made your menorah, please do so now and do it by the time of the 2nd of December, by that Sunday a week, bring it along to Santon City, and there you're going to be able to be entered into these prizes. Wow. Does everyone get a prize? The prize that everyone will – yes, I think that we're going to give out things for everyone. That's going to be a surprise um, <laughs> that everyone will get just for entering. And uh, But the main thing is that the, the best ones, we want, to, we want to encourage people to spend time and to make them nice. And, of course, it's age-related. So we're not going to say, well, this menorah was made by a three-year-old and it's going into a competition with a 13-year-old. No, it's going to be according to the various different ah, ages okay. so that um, there's some semblance of fair to this whole thing but a competition is open to boys and girls to everybody to come along if you're artistic if you're not artistic think about a novel and beautiful way of making a menorah and uh, that's what this competition is about it's about inspiring kids to think it's inspiring you to be artistic it's inspiring you to think about Hanukkah and how important it is to light a menorah wow when I was reading on the pamphlet, it says it's from Sunday the 2nd to Sunday the 9th. What does that mean? So Sunday the 2nd is the first night of Hanukkah, and the last night of Hanukkah will be the 9th. Ah. So each night there is going to be a we, – we're going to be lighting menorahs at home. Remember, if you light the menorah in a public place, you haven't done the job. You've got to light the menorah at home. The idea of lighting it in a public place is because of something called Prisume Nisa. There's part of the mitzvah of Hanukkah. Part of the celebration is to spread the miracle outwards, to tell people in the street about it, to make sure that everybody out there shares in the light and sees the miracles and understands how great Hashem is and how much, as you said before, that Hashem is part of our lives. So each night we're going to light the menorah publicly, and each night you need to light the menorah in private as well at home. And it's from the second Sunday night through to the following Sunday night, the ninth. But Hanukkah actually goes all the way through to the end of the tenth, wow. the next day. But we don't light the menorah during the day. We light it at night. But what if you miss a night? What are you going to do? Do you oh. keep an extra day? Ah, beautiful question. No, if you miss out a night, we don't keep an extra day because we are, let's call it, married to those days of Hanukkah. You would just go on lighting 
um, as uh, say, in other words, if you missed out lighting on the third night, you carry on on the fourth night, you must light the four candles of Hanukkah, and the fifth night, you must light the five, etc. Um, you don't keep an extra day, but uh, we should try and make every effort not to miss. And we've got a lot of time within which to light the menorah. It, um, um, we need to light the menorah starting at nightfall. When it starts, when it gets dark. But if you haven't lit it, you can light it at midnight. You can light it at 2 o'clock in the morning. We don't light the menorah after it gets light. We light it, uh. as I'm going to use a word that I know you'll understand because you told me you, you like Hebrew. Dafka. <laughs> we dafka. <laughs> yeah, we know. dafka Definitely. light it yeah, in, the the night time, <laughs> in the nighttime. When it's dark. Okay. <laughs> so, how do you make a menorah? Well, this is what we were saying before, you know. Um, to actually make a proper menorah, well, you've got to go to a silversmith and get them to make it that it's beautiful and it's perfect and so on. But you can make a menorah out of just about anything. Um, we uh, can make a menorah out of, as I told you, out of bottle tops. You can make it out of Coke cans. You can make it out of bottles. I've seen menorahs made out of, you know, there are some um, guys sitting on the street corners uh, making them out of beadwork and out of um, out of wire. You know, these guys who sit and make um, beautiful oh, artwork yeah. out of so wire and beadwork. But also by Moishis. I saw yes. it. Wow, it was amazing. So there, there are guys doing that, and you can make it out of literally out of anything. The idea is simply to have a place where you can slot in eight um, candles and then, of course, a shamus and or eight um, containers in which you can even put oil. You know, a menorah can be lit from oil with a little wick as well. You don't actually have to use a candle. In fact, it's preferable to use olive oil if you can um, because that is um, what was um, actually in the miracle of Hanukkah that we spoke about before. If the candle goes out of fire, but you just lit it that second, what are you going to do? You can relight it as long as it's not Shabbat. Ah. So on Friday night, we can't relight because then Shabbat has come in. But on all the other nights, um, we can just relight it um, and make sure that it burns. And it should burn for a for a certain amount of time. It should burn for at least about 40 minutes. That the so candle if it goes should out burn. before that, you have to light You should it. relight it. Correct. Oh. Correct. Yes. So what is the difference between Hanukkah and a menorah? Very nice question. Yes. You know, when um, the founding fathers of modern Hebrew were uh, coming up with Hebrew words, they um, wanted to invent all sorts of Hebrew words. So they needed to word, invent a word for electricity. So they looked into the Torah, and they found that there was a word called chashmal, which had to do with lightning, and they named electricity chashmal. When um, they, they wanted to invent certain words that they felt that modern Israelis and modern Hebrew speakers um, wanted to utilize and, and wanted to make a difference between the old and the new, so they invented a word called a chanukiah. The menorah was what stood in the temple. We still call the candelabra that we use for Hanukkah a menorah. But in modern Hebrew, from the time of Ben Yehuda and his wife, who uh, composed a lot of um, modern Hebrew words, they invented a word called Hanukkiah to show that the menorah was what belonged in the temple. The menorah was seven-branched, and the Hanukkiah now had eight or nine branches, if we count the Shamas as well. And that's where that word comes from. Why do we play with dreidels on Hanukkah? Does it symbolize anything, and what are the letters for? Okay, very good. 
The idea of a dreidel. So let's think about it. What is a dreidel? A dreidel is a spinning top. Yeah. Now, I'm going to come back to something that you mentioned before, and I'm going to give you a very, very nice insight into what a dreidel actually is. If you think about it, it stands on a point, and it's got a point on the top, mm. and everything revolves around that. When you spin it, I was just dropping my pen there, but when you <laughs> spin it, it does those revolutions, and you've got the top pointing upwards, and you've got the bottom standing on a point. It somehow symbolizes us and God and our connection. Oh, wow. And everything in the world revolves around that. Wow. And we've got to remember that as long as we're connected to Hashem, you've got the top standing upright. But sometimes it falls down. And the letters that are on the outside say, Nes Gadol Haya Sham. Nun Gimel Hay Shin. Nes Gadol Haya Sham. Which means a great miracle happened there. We know that it all depends on our connection with Hashem, if it's going to stand up or if it's going to fall down. And therefore, it became a, a, a cute tradition that people play games with the dreidel, and they gamble a little bit on it. And it was turned into something of a bit of a, a toy, a bit of a game, but it's got quite a deep um, and meaning. In, meaning and insight, as we explained before. What does it mean if it falls? What it means if it falls, it means that if it falls, just like if we fall, if we fall down physically, what do you do? You pick yourself up, you dust yourself well, off. Well, you just stay on the floor and relax and well. stare at the sun. <laughs> <laughs> I would do that. <laughs> That's a lazy way of looking at it. But we're supposed to dust ourselves off, pick ourselves up and move on. Sometimes we fall down, not physically. We fall down in that. Like your courage. We make mistakes courage, or in maybe. your courage or in anything like that. We fall down. Same message. Pick it up and spin it again. Pick it up and start over. Because that's the power of the human being. That's the power of the human spirit. That's the power of the Jews as well. And the Maccabees could have taken everything and just gone to sleep. They could also have lain down. They could have allowed the fall down of Judaism and the uh, destruction of, uh, of all the things in the temple. They could have allowed that to get them down. But they didn't. They picked themselves up. They dusted themselves off. They uh, healed their wounds and they carried right on. And maybe that's another symbol of the dreidel as well. Wow, beautiful. Thank Absolutely you. beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for telling us. But we're gonna do we're gonna play a song and I'll count how many times you can say the tongue twist in ten seconds. You can also call now on O one oh one four oh three oh two. I repeat O one oh one four oh three oh two. DJ Blue, please give me a song. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. Welcome back. My name is Renal Sister. Now I'm 11 years old. That song was Sarah to a Hero <laughs> from Hercules. We have a question. Unfortunately, oh, no one signed their name. Oh, please sign your name next time. But the question was what are the prizes you can win? There is 18,000 Rand worth of prizes to be won. The first prize is 9,000 Rand gift voucher. The runner-up prizes, um, there are nine runner-up prizes, um, which are 500 gift vouchers and 500 Rand toy parcel. So you guys definitely want to earn that. So are you ready for the tongue twister? Come on, we can, you guys can win a, a, a two tickets to Jorge's live at the Children's National Fair. 
And this is how it works. Um, so you can call us on 010-140-302. And I will count how many times you can say the tongue twister in 10 seconds. Just a reminder that the Kid Riddle is a piece of paper that determines the academic fate of kids everywhere. What is it? And you could win two tickets to see Jorge's live at the Children's National Theatre. So, se- so send your answers to 34519 or you can WhatsApp to 061-895-1019. You can call on 010-140-20 to see if you can say the tongue twister faster than me. The prince and the princess play ping pong. Yeah, yeah I'm already getting confused. Alright, do we have any callers for the tank twister? If not, I'm gonna do it. DJ Flo, please get the timer started. In three, two, one. The prince and the princess play ping pong, 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 the Finally, I broke the world's work record of me saying something six times. Yay! This ha- so this has been uh high kids for kids by kids, and um so let let's wrap up the riddle. The riddle was a piece of paper that determines the academic fate of kids everywhere. What is it? The answer is drum roll. Your report card. This has been Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Renal Silverstone and I'm 11 years old. Thank you so much to my guest, Rabbi Katz, for teaching us about Hanukkah and for coming on Hi Kids. And thank you to my producer, Mandy and DJ Flo, for pushing the big red buttons. Join us on Monday for another Hi Kids show, only on 101.9 Hi FM. Goodbye and Shabbat Shalom, kids!